again, I think it's important to understand it may not be a fear of committing, let's say to a marriage, settling down as we say, it's more a fear of not being free. And this is an important thing to understand because as with any challenge you face in your life, you can't run away from a fear and just hope that it will go away. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of The Fear of Commitment and Ways to Overcome It. The big C word, right? Commitment. I'm going to explore what the fear of commitment is in regards to relationships and ways to overcome it. And you can also check out a past podcast that I did on what do we mean by commitment back in June 18th, 2019. And in that episode, I discuss a different twist of what I consider commitment more around process commitments as opposed to outcome commitments. You can get a deeper understanding of what I mean by that if you listen to that podcast. But for this podcast, this monologue, I'm gonna address the general aspect of commitment where people commit to a monogamous long-term relationship and then even take it the next step as a marriage. And I know people have different twists of what marriage is, the legal institution that you go get married as opposed to people that are in a long-term relationship that they consider themselves in the committed relationship but they don't need the external institutionalized, let's say, stamp of commitment by the state or by a religious organization. So yes, I do believe that you could be in a long-term committed relationship without being married. And before we get on to talking about it more, I do want to get my weekly practice of appreciation in when it comes to the podcast. And there's a few people that I do want to appreciate. And that is Martha in Minnesota and Jack in California for donating to my podcast. I greatly appreciate your financial commitment (laughs) to my podcast. Those of you that are inclined to want to donate to the podcast and support this coming out to you every week, you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Go to support the podcast page and click on for a one-time donation or reoccurring donation. It is all greatly appreciated. It helps me put it out to you in a professional manner because I don't like and I don't know how to do all the technical editing and all the buttons. I have a whole production team that does that along with show notes that you can review and hyperlinks that you can go to. And hopefully it sounds really good when it gets out to you. So thanks for all of you that are 
supporting the podcast that way and passing it on also to other listeners around the world. Right now I have listeners in over 60 countries and all 50 states. And uh, I just love the fact that people are resonating with the topics and what I have to say with along with my guests and exploring the topics around relationships that hopefully are benefiting you. And also, I would greatly appreciate that if you are listening on Apple Podcast, which you might be listening on others, the podcast is also on the different platforms like Spotify and Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, among others. But Apple Podcasts has an ability for you to leave a review, a written review. And I'm told by my production team that's really good when people do that to get the uh, algorithms or, or whatever search engine stuff that's needed for people to find the podcast easier. So if you would leave a review, I would really appreciate that too. Okay, so... Here we go, exploring the fear of commitment. And it actually has a name, gamophobia. Gamophobia is the fear of commitment, though it can also be the excessive or the uncontrollable and irrational fear of marriage. So a person might be afraid of getting married, but he or she might still remain committed to a single partner for life. So gamophobia is not just about having cold feet at the thought of marriage. It's actually like a deep, morbid fear at the idea of committing for life. So some people might not have that deep phobia, but they definitely may have a fear of commitment. I had it in my past, um, but I believe my fear of commitment was I just wasn't in the right situation. And I was reluctant and fearing a commitment with somebody that I wasn't totally sure that I wanted to be in a long-term marriage and my lifetime commitment. I mentioned it in the past, uh, in a past podcast, I was in a relationship in my 20s, a couple relationships of three years or so, but one particular that I was getting ready to commit to I was engaged for maybe a couple months. I was with this person for about three years and my reluctance or fear was around a situation that I just wasn't ready for. Uh, This person had a couple children. I was in my late 20s and my fear around commitment was probably the fear that some people have of losing their freedom. I was afraid that I just wasn't ready to commit to a full family as opposed to just a relationship. There wasn't a father that was involved in their lives, so I was going to be it. And that was a big responsibility at the time. And even though there was part of me that wanted to step up to it, I'm sure because the relationship was also lacking some foundational trust in some ways, not from a fidelity standpoint, probably for me from a a deep trust that one, did I really know myself at that time to really give more of myself to this person and trusting that this person really didn't know me at that level because in some ways I didn't know myself. Knowing myself in the way of what my boundaries were 
really having a deep sense of love and compassion for myself, a deeper sense of self-worth, sense of self, sense of authenticity. I was just finding more of myself perhaps at that time in my life. So for me, I wanted to explore more of myself at that time. And I knew that committing to the relationship was going to be really challenging for me to do the deep inner work that I needed to do. And so I did end the relationship and I ended up diving much more deeply into knowing myself. But eventually I end up finding myself while I was in that deep exploration, I found the person who is my wife now, Rainbow, that really understood that sense of desire for authenticity and creativity and exploration in my own life. And she really helped me foster that. So I felt the freedom to be able to do that within a relationship. So whatever your fear of commitment may, may be, I think it is really important to find the, let's say, root of your fear, the core aspects of your fear, because there's many different reasons behind a person's fear of commitment. It could stem from their upbringing in a broken home or the fear of getting their heart broken because they've had it in their past or the potential of it, of course, or their inability to be vulnerable and let their guard down. Because as soon as you really dig down to discover the root of it, you'll be able to determine if your fear is, let's say, valid. And that's a lot of my experience that I have as a counselor, really helping people get to the root cause of their fear of commitment so they can really understand it in a deeper way. You know, because in some way, commitment is a, let's say, a mental creation. It's, it's projecting in the future. It's a future projection that you create in some way in your head. And we're afraid of that assumption that we're making. We're afraid of the experience that that may give us. You know, again, are you going to be afraid that you'll feel free and alive? Or are you going to be able to travel to meet new people? to spend a day walking around your house, you know, just in your underwear and eat and drink whatever you want. You know, are you going to be able to make your own decisions and do what you want? We're projecting that possibility in the future. Am I going to be able to do that? So in some way, it is a logical construct that we're, that we're making. And some people have that experience in a relationship that they're not able to have that sense of freedom based on the constrictions that the relationship put on them. They allowed the relationship to have on them. So in some ways, you know, the fear of commitment isn't actually a fear of commitment in that way. It's your fear of commitment is the fear of losing your freedom. So if you're digging underneath that, the root cause of it, you can understand more of the root reasons of why you have that fear. Because I hear that a lot. I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be caged in. So again, I think it's important to understand 
it may not be a fear of committing, let's say to a marriage, settling down as we say, it's more a fear of not being free. And this is an important thing to understand because as with any challenge you face in your life, you can't run away from a fear and just hope that it will go away. So one way to overcome the fear of losing your freedom is to develop more and more freedom in your life. Why? Because, you know, the less of something you have that you want, the more afraid you are of losing it. So I think it is important to be in a relationship with somebody that understands the freedom that you want. And sure, there's going to be a lot of agreements around the freedom, let's say, of monogamy. Both people, I believe, in my experience working with a counselor, that both people want, if they want to have monogamy, both people can commit towards that. But if one person doesn't want monogamy, they want, let's say, sexual freedom, and the other person doesn't, there's going to be a tremendous challenge. They may be able to work it out, but there's going to be a tremendous challenge because people are committed to different things there. But if both people are committed to having, let's say, polyamorous relationships or an open relationship sexually, if they're committed to that, that may be able to work, especially with deep and open and clear communication, because that's one part of the fear that people have, I experience with commitment, is they're not having open, clear, deep, transparent, authentic communication, which is vital to have a healthy relationship just in itself. And to get back to that fear of losing your freedom, we're focused a lot on, when we think about that, we're focused a lot on what's gonna be taken away. And there's not a focus on being in a committed relationship can actually give you a tremendous amount of freedom. I find that in my relationship, it actually does. It gives me a tremendous amount of freedom to actually be vulnerable and to be authentic. It's really difficult to really be that way when I'm not practicing that in a relationship. I don't have as many opportunities. So if I'm more in relationship to really be deeply authentic and vulnerable of what the relationship brings up in me, how to share my life with somebody. It's kind of like, how do we, you know, elbow each other to find room enough in the relationship that we actually feel free in the relationship to have somebody that's really supportive of how you want to walk in the world, the choices that you want to make. So in regards to that, I think it's so important that you are with somebody in a committed relationship that you have deep shared values. If you don't have shared values, it I believe it is gonna feel very constricting and it's gonna be contrary to what it is that you want to experience in your life because this other person may not share the same values of how you see making decisions in the world and walking in the world. So it becomes more constricting than it does two people with shared value systems working together with expansion of different ideas, of inspiration. So for me and my relationship, I feel I have actually more freedom in many aspects of myself than I would if I wasn't in this committed relationship. And I think there's many other fears that we have 
that causes the commitment phobia. For instance, seeking perfection. You know, some people worry that their partner may not be the perfect partner, that they're not their so-called soulmate, you know, leading them to really feel a lot of stress about being in a long-term commitment with this person. You know, always that important question, is this the one? And you have to decide whether that kind of perfection is actually attainable. I don't believe, of course, perfection is attainable, especially with another partner. So we have to deeply look at perfection if that's part of the fear of commitment. Some people have fear of boredom. You know, many people are concerned that their relationship may create more stagnation. They may uh, be uninterested and leaving them in a very dull relationship, a dull marriage with no excitement or possibility of adventure. I think that's on you and and the relationship because we can really create that. If you're together with a partner, that that's important to have that kind of adventure in your relationship, to keep the relationship fresh. You can do that in many routine ways. It doesn't have to be some extravagant vacation around the world or doing some sports activities every weekend with your partner. You can do it every day in your life. How you show up in your relationship is being really just present and mindful in your day-to-day interactions. When two people make that commitment to keep the relationship fresh, one part of that is to keep your own creativity in your life fresh. Because some of that boredom comes out of, I believe, each individual not having a creative life that they're excited about, of how they're dancing in life. And I'm literally mean, you know, walking in life in a very creative way. When you're doing that, you bring that back in the relationship. Or you're committed to doing that with your partner. I'm fortunate that I share a life with a partner that's an artist. And those of you that are artists and that are involved with artists, it's a very creative mind. Not wanting to do things just very conventionally, whether it's the way someone dresses or the way that they look and see the world. When I go for a walk with my wife, it's an adventure. She just loves and appreciates nature and the flowers that are blooming and the way that the creek makes it sound or the shadows that are coming off of the water. And it's, it's beautiful to, to be able to share experiences with somebody that sees the world in such an appreciative and creative way. I also put out that, as I've spoken before too, she's a very, very appreciative and kind and positive person. So for me, being with somebody that sees the world in a very positive way gives people the benefit of, of the doubt that's very refreshing. It's not boring in the sense of, I think negativity can bring us in a bored way, thinking that we know how the world is, especially if we see it in a very constricting or negative way that has a lot of limits. Sure, there's a lot of challenging things that are going out in the world, especially now, but there's many, many beautiful things that are happening also. So being with somebody that can see that part of the world and that you are 
playing with that person in that way. And that word play is very you know, important to play with somebody. So if you're friends with the person that you're in a relationship, that could be so deeply connecting and refreshing to really like the person that you're with and playing with the person. So I know for me with my friends that I used to play with or friends that I play with now, I don't really get bored. <laughs> so if I'm friends with my partner in that way and we explore different things, even things that maybe one of us likes more than the other, but we're really interested in that exploration, especially interested in the other person, then just spending time with them is an adventure. So I don't get bored with that. Yeah. There's other forms of fear that people have in a committed relationship, like limiting sexual experiences. You know, when people commit to a monogamous relationship, I believe you're agreeing to forgo your right to have sexual relationships with anyone but your partner. So for some, that can be a very discomforting reality. So that means really paying attention to if that's important in your relationship, having really good communication, keeping that authenticity and that deep level of transparency and intimacy, speaking the truth, exploration, tending to that part of your relationship with care, excitement, support. So I do know sometimes that some people have limited sexual experiences in their life with other people and they are in some way desiring other sexual experiences. So one, I do think that having different sexual experiences that you are able to, let's say, have that exploration with other people, you're gonna be more apt to be satisfied in those areas than to have to want that when you decide to commit in a monogamous relationship. Some people also fear change. You know, fear of commitment can be accompanied by worries that your partner or your spouse may change in the future and that there may be suffering as a result of that, leaving you with someone with whom you may no longer feel compatible. But I truly believe that if you are having good communication and that you are staying abreast of each other's lives in that way, change is an inevitable part of life. It is the only constant in life. So I think that it's kind of a mainstay to know that things are gonna change. And if you are working together with the excitement of possible change, with two people venturing in a partnership as opposed to the fear of the change, and that just could be also people's disposition of their fear of change just in general, as opposed to responding to change in their life. Sometimes people also have fear of acceptance or approval, you know, that they fear that their family or their friends um, may disapprove of their partner, you know, making that an uncomfortable with committing to a relationship until they're confident that those people in their life will approve of the relationship. So that's looking at how you also maybe fear approval just in general of other people of your life. 
Even before committing to a relationship, some people have a deep fear of rejection. Some people don't go out and even try to date because they are fearful of being rejected by somebody that they're attracted to. So working on self-worth, self-esteem, your own self-love and compassion for yourself is so important in regards to we are going to get rejected in life in many different ways. But if you know that you're a good person and that you have really good qualities and it turns out that somebody that you're attracted and like doesn't have the same feeling for you, sure, it's going to be disappointing. Sure, it's going to be painful. But don't let it erode the sense of yourself. It's just not a match. So again, some people don't even go out there. In my baseball terms, I said, you know, I said some people don't even go take their swings. You got to take your swings to be able to hit the ball. And you got to be able to venture into the possibility of relating to people in order to see if there is a match. So in my experience, there are some signs that people show when they have fear of commitment. One for sure is they're afraid to talk about the future. That's one. <laughs> or they're reluctant to allow you into certain, let's say, aspects of their private life, you know, meeting their friends or discussing, you know, their own finances, family problems that they might have, medical concerns. You know, that's a sign of fear of commitment. They may also be, let's say, reluctant to, talk, of course, talk about their feelings or to even discuss what they believe the status of the relationship is because they're just, they just have discomfort when it comes to thinking or talking about relationship. So that is a sign that somebody has a real challenge with commitment. Sure, they can learn that aspect, but if they're not willing to, to dive deeper and to shift and change, maybe that reluctance to talk about their feelings, it's gonna be very difficult to have a relationship with that person. Some people are, unwilling to say what is take as we say take the next step you know in other words if you or your partner tend to do some of the heavy lifting in the relationship as we say to always move it into a more serious or long-term focus like one of you always says you're the one that said i love you first or you're the one that always wants to talk about taking the relationship to deeper levels it's got to be some aspect of reciprocity. That's also how you'll know that someone has a fear of commitment if they're not taking some of those risks to take the relationship to different steps. So some of the things that I help people when they have the fear of commitment to dig deep to overcome that is like I said in the beginning that I want to find, help them find the root of their fear and let's say face their fear it's important to understand that the fear has its place and that it's around perhaps survival aspects in your life you know the fear drives your fight and flight response you know we're animals so we have this automatic response of fight and flight response and once we recognize that in most cases that we are not in danger, that we can then perhaps 
calmly face a situation that's challenging in life. Because until you face some fear of the commitment in a relationship and you face it in a way that you're not triggered all the time in that animalistic way, you're not going to be able to address it from a more grounded and resourced standpoint. You know, developing fearlessness, it means learning to sit with some of the uncomfortableness, to be able to sit still with the edginess of that energy. That's why it takes a tremendous amount of courage to face our fear. So having courage is such an important part of overcoming the fear of commitment. We need to have these seeds of our dreams of our life. And most of the people that are successful are seldom confident, let's say, in the beginning of a challenge. They learn to use some of the tools to manage fear. And I think that that's a natural occurrence is to have efficacy in your life by having uncertainty but overcoming uncertainty. So you need to have courage to be able to handle the pressure and the complications as they come up. Even though it's a very difficult experience to be in those feelings that we experience. So courage is a heart word. It originates from the word core, a Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all of one's heart. So we definitely need courage when we face our fears. And I also think that it's so vital that if we really do want our future to be a certain way, that we envision a desirable future. Instead of when we fear commitment, we don't see a desirable future. We see a future that is constricting, right? We see a, f a future that we feel trapped, that's not gonna work. So I think it's so important that we see and envision and visualize um, experiencing the kind of intimacy that we want to experience, especially see ourselves responding in those ways. And that reward, I think, comes from the deep sense of self-development and the sense of our own spiritual growth that we want to experience these things in our life. So we need to focus on what we want to experience and not constantly look at what we're fearful of, what we don't want to experience. I also think it is good to take your time and not hurry into a committed relationship. Because I do see that in my work that some people rush into it and they do more damage than good. So, you know, being patient, take your time to really know each other, have some challenging experiences to see. I'm not gonna say give yourself purposely challenging experiences, but it's good when you do have these challenges experience to see how you'll overcome it in partnership and to see how you will respond to challenging situations with this person if this person and this relationship has the room to really move past and to grow in some of the challenging 
situations that you'll experience when you take your time. I also think to get past and overcome fear of commitment, that trusting yourself, that believing that you can handle what comes, like I said, and and when you face the possibility of challenging times and at times even failure, whether, as you know, starting, say, a new business is like starting in some way a new relationship that you're taking on a challenge. And to feel the efficacy that you're strong and that you're resilient. And so if you're committing to someone that you love and care about, then trust yourself to have made the right decision. And regardless of what could happen in the future, that you'll be able to respond and deal with it. And I think that that's what's so important, that after you have more and more efficacy in your life, that you feel, instead of looking at what it is that can happen in your future of your life with somebody, what will you do? I think it's much better to trust that you will respond to whatever situation comes up for you. So, yeah, that was a little bit of exploration. So I wish you all a beautiful adventure and journey on getting past, if it's in your life, the fear of commitment. And I do deeply wish for you all to have beautiful connections and a relationship that you really feel seen, that you really feel loved, that you're able to give back that in the relationship so that becomes, like I said, the freedom in a relationship instead of constricting in a relationship. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. And in the future, I mentioned this on other podcasts, I'm going to be starting a new part of the podcast called Relationships, Let's Learn About It. And they're going to be little online courses based on particular podcasts that I've done. And this is going to be one of them. I'm going to be doing an online course of overcoming uh, the fear of commitment and walk you through some of these processes that I talked about. So I will let you know when that goes online. Okay, everybody. I hope you make yourselves a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Thank you.